Anarchy podcast, and we're back once again. Myself, Jermaine, and my wonderful and amazing co host, Mark. Mark, how are you? I'm cool. How are you? Very well, thank you. And it's good to hear that you're cool because today hasn't been. No, it's not been really. In fairness, it's less than cool today. We've had uh, weather that you might find probably anywhere else in the world except the UK. Really, so this is the... we have weather like this for like a good maybe four to six weeks tops and then it disappears for the rest yeah. of the year so we do have hot some hot weather and I mean, we are indeed living on an island so although that's the case it can be quite misleading but um i'm 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 pleased in a way i've actually been able to enjoy the sun today um yeah. and yes yeah, I, I hope that our curious sanity listeners have been able to get out in it I mean, the only thing I was—the only thing I would say, Jermaine—is it would be lovely if we did have four weeks in a row, like so you could just live the four weeks in a row. We get three exactly. days like this, six weeks or something like close to last year. Literally, as soon as the lockdown was announced, as, it, as soon yeah, as yeah. Came in, yeah, yeah. Came out, and it was like, oh, great, okay, everybody stay inside while the sun comes out. A good four to six weeks we had of sun. Which is probably the only time I can ever remember it being in the same six weeks. Um, think like this time is a good example where we had two weeks of hot hot weather, then two weeks of raining and, and silliness, and then back to the. T- it's just been. It's England is the kind of country where you go out with shorts and an umbrella because you never know what you're going to get for the day. So that's the reality. And it's like, and the other thing I notice is when I go to places that are very hot, nearly everywhere that you go to, people live by the beach living in London is just so far away and Manchester and places like that so far away from the coastline where you can actually enjoy the hot weather you well, know, go you've for got End, not too far away you've got it's, you've got okay. right an hour drive no I know but I meant walking distance to the oh. coast I didn't mean I, mean, I didn't mean you they um, set up like those little sand pits in the centres <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever been to one? They're amazing. They're absolutely amazing. Um, one in Birmingham. Yes, they're man. amazing. I mean, the one by the Thames was just out of this world. Um, it was like trying to do a tropical garden in a in a tower block. It was just bizarre. <laughs> um, but uh, the best thing they do is those things that they now do everywhere in the world, where you know those sprinkler things where. That I think designed for kids where they run through them and they'll come shooting up and sometimes they won't what, have you like seen a, them? like a tunnel thing no, like no you get like about 15 um, holes in the ground and water will squirt up through them yeah like the fountain or whatever yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah I know you. the kids love them because they never know when it's going to come out or not so they sort of stand there for 10 minutes thinking it's not going to come and then look, they just get soaked and they just love it <laughs> But that's the closest we come to being by the coast. But, you know, when I've been around the world, most places you go to, when it's that hot, you're kind of pretty close to the coast. Or they've well, got a main... Yeah. There's a small percentage of the land which is close of, of many of the continents. Or, or they've got amazing swimming pools, you know, like, just yeah. like the swimming well, areas we, are amazing. We have that kind of culture here where you have a swimming pool as part of your complex... Can you imagine that? A big, like, a council estate with a swimming pool in the middle. Uh, yeah. I mean, that would be amazing. And historically, that used to be the case. I mean, back in the 70s and 80s. I don't know if you've... Have you ever been to the Lido in Brockwell Park? Brockwell, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that Lido would be typical of a lot of places would have them in the 70s. And then a lot of them now became garden centres and things. But there was a time in Britain where, like in the 50s, it was quite common for people to go to these public lidos, outdoor pools. Yeah. We have hardly any anymore. I mean, the Brockwell one's probably the only one I can think of now, to be honest. It is. I think, is there one, is there one in Leighton? Not or sure. I know, I know that Hampstead has a ponds that you can swim in. Like, oh, literally. oh, no, I was going to say Hackney, but that's... That's I just, don't remember. I can't remember what in Hackney. I don't think that's a lilo. I think that's just no, I yeah. um, stream and people just use it as a lilo. 
Right, which is why I mean, this is what I'm saying to you. So in the end, the needs of the community become such that they jump into rivers, ponds, anything that's kind of wet enough. But it's, it's a shame that there aren't organised things that you know, like when I've travelled, it's pretty commonplace to have things that are what's the word like um, designed. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. The thing. We don't have like hot weather, like no. hot weather. So it's maybe not something that they've thought of. I don't know hose pipes and they always ban them when during hot weather as well um yeah and that's part of the problem isn't it that's part of the problem because um banning people from having the use of public water in a hot time is kind of it really does defeat the whole purpose of trying to get community to enjoy and and, and revel in th those moments of heat Mm. <laughs> you know, which so what the British have tended to do historically is go abroad because you know you might as well go to Spain or somewhere where they actually got a better design for dealing with that weather, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> or even you know like Greece and then further afield. A lot of people go to the Caribbean, you know, because they're designed to deal with hot weather. Or even, somewhere know, like uh, Scotland, if you want yeah. somewhere that can actually deal with snow. Right, that's a, the, the opposite side. But I'm saying. With the hot weather, what, what you need really is air conditioning. I think England just seems to be shit at dealing with any kind of weather. Well, maybe. I, I think you need air conditioning. And most most ordinary buildings and places don't have air conditioning, even yeah. now. Yeah. And, and in the snow, we don't have the time of, type of vehicles and experience that they have in place in like the Scandinavian countries, for example. So we kind of fall between both extremes. And, we're not, and when we get them, we're like, oh, God, how can we deal with this? And you think, well, Sweden deals with snow every day. What's the problem? And, and yeah. you know, yeah. uh, somewhere hot deals with heat every single day. But it's because we get in between it that we, yeah. we have this problem with it. And someone said to me a long time ago, and it's so true, the British always talk about the weather. You know, when you go on holiday, when you meet British people, they always talk about the weather. Yeah. So they could be somewhere like the, the Antarctic, where it's going to be snow the whole time and freezing, and they still talk about the weather. God, it's cold today, isn't it? God, mate, it's cold, isn't it? It's like... <laughs> Mate, it's going to be cold here for the next... I, I guess, you know what? I guess, in a way, it's kind of like a social potluck kind of thing. Yeah, you know exactly, I mean? that, exactly that. that. You'll always be able to talk about the weather regardless, and the weather will always be either cold or rainy or hot or yeah, some, I, I think... something that's like, I don't know if it's different. or it's, it's just something to always talk about. I think if you were in the Sahara or you were in Antarctica, the weather would change so little... It, what would be the point about talking about it? Because in England, yeah. you can get you get three different weather things in a day. <laughs> That's what it's, it's going to be like as we're walking through, through Africa. Yeah. It'll be yeah. like our 47th yeah. day and I'll be like, hey, it's nice weather today. Eh? <laughs> well, oh, look, it rained yesterday. Oh, that was amazing, wasn't it, Jermaine? you remember when it rained? <laughs> now, the podcast today I wanted to talk to you about uh, was um, oh, that was <laughs> well, I wanted to because time is moving on. I I wanted to talk about lies, lies, and damned lies. Right. Um, Here, we go. Here we go. Okay. No, it's not even that. It's not even that. It's just amusing, and it's it's caught the amusement of a lot of people in the country, particularly those who are not uh, in the heat and the heart of Parliament. Um, Dawn Butler, a Labour MP has been removed from the House of Commons today for calling Boris Johnson a liar. But he is. Right. But you can't do it in the House of yeah, Commons. No. That's the... No, but I that's the... Wait. So, wait. So, she's been removed or she was just removed from the hall? She was asked three times to reconsider what she was saying. Yeah. She was sort of like... The, the speaker kept saying to her, I'm going to give you a moment to reconsider what you're actually saying. And each time, Miss Ms. Butler said, I don't need to reconsider. He is a liar. <laughs> Everyone knows he's a liar. And she even quoted examples of where he has lied. And, mm -hmm. and what, what I think got her started was that he hadn't turned up for the house to answer some things about which he thought he was lying. So she was very um, disappointed that he hadn't turned up to the house. Oh. Wait, is he not isolated? Shouldn't he have been on the, on the old video? Uh, there was, well, you know, he's attending things, but I'm not sure he's attending the house. Well, to be fair, I don't think I'd want to speak to him based on the last time he did that whole, like, little school yeah, boy yeah. driving yeah, yeah. thing. 
Keir Starmer. It's like, come on, what are you doing? You're a fucking adult. You're the um, prime minister, for fuck's sake. <laughs> which is, in a sense, what she was saying. Have some decorum. She started off by saying um, she wanted to attack the prime minister for misleading the house during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. She started. She cited past statements he'd made on economic growth, nurses' bursary, investment in the NHS as proof of his dishonesty. But the rules in the house, as we've discussed before, is that you can't call someone out as being a liar in the house. Yeah. And there's the very famous incident where Dennis Skinner said uh, something like, "Half the people on the other side of the house are thieves." And the speaker said, "I'm going to give you time to withdraw that comment." And he thought about it and he went, I'll withdraw that comment. I'd like to say half of the people on the other side of the house are not thieves. Okay. And he got away with it because technically that's the same thing. He's calling the other half thieves. So he got away with it. Um, she wasn't in the mood to play though. This one. I mean, she was in a, a, a like, you know, no, this is just ridiculous. You have to play the game. It's a game. I, I think she's past playing the game. And not just her, I think a lot of people are. But what's interesting is there's two different things because I think she's speaking in a way that people have been wondering why no one has said this. Up yeah. And I think, I think <laughs> it really resonates with the sentiment of everybody, right? Exactly now. that. Exactly. That. And, and on top of that, <laughs> no, I'm not going to have a Exactly. That's that. And on top of that, Jermaine, um, we've had all the Dominic, Dominic Cummings stuff where he's outlined the whole lies. Oh, yeah. he's, he's, he's outlined all the stuff that has been um, you know like clear that the guy is making stuff up as he goes along he and, is and, right the backing dancer that went rebel mode yeah absolutely right or the ex-lover who turned on his butt you know hell has no fury like a woman scorned it's a bit <laughs> like that to be honest uh, he is in that situation and he's outlined clearly where the guy you know he's basically told everything that you would have wanted to know what was going through Boris's mind for those two years. He's, yeah. he's explained it to everybody. Now, she's at the, she's had enough, and that's fair enough. And I think she speaks for the sentiment of the country 100%. Mm-hmm. What will be interesting, because what she's also done, is said, done, said and acted in a way that they wanted the opposition leader to act. Yeah? They're saying that she did. No, I'm saying that she has acted in a way that the population would have expected the leader of the opposition to have acted in terms um, of calling out calling out yes, Boris yes, yes. Yeah, firmly. Firmly, I mean, not just saying, uh, the right honourable gentleman say this, and, you know, like, not going anywhere. Mm. I remember an exchange they had around the thing about uh, whether he'd used his own money or not to decorate the flat. And Starmer was acting really well as a, as a lawyer, because he is a lawyer by trade. Yeah, yeah. But Johnson was just playing games with him because he, he he kept leading him up a path and, and he knew that Starmer couldn't say any more than that. So he just played up to the end of the path and said, right, next question. And it was just like, this is crazy because we're just getting nowhere with this. Mm. And the way that but- Miss Butler has done it has got somewhere. It has raised the heckles of what everyone else is thinking. Mm-hmm. And I know people that were dead on his side at the beginning who are now calling out calling him out more of a lie than... than people who opposed him were along. <laughs> um, and, and even sort of like what you'd call traditional Tories in the House, the old school, you know, the ones who, who would be more like to go with Theresa May, that kind of Tory. I've had enough of him because he's just, he's embarrassing the office now. Yeah. He's doing a, sort of like a, a, a Tweedledum version of Trump. And it's frustrating for them because they know that they're going to be left with a mess once he leaves. Mm-hmm. And he's just letting down the, any morality, any sense. Like so, in the past, both the Republicans and the Tories could have used morality as their backbone. But, oh, you know, the, 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 the Democrats and Labour always do say this, but they, but actually, this time now they've been undone by their own side because the people they've elected look so foolish that. They can't use that argument in the future because it will always come back to, well, what about what they did? Because you've elected people that have done this. You know? And my question to you is this. Do you think the leader of the opposition 
we'll put her in a position of, of apologise or, or resign sort of thing. Oh, that's an interesting question. Because yes, I've been thinking about it all day and I wanted to get you to that question. He's kind of... He seems like this sort of... Oh, I'll just sort of teeter around the, the outline of the boundary. Do you know what I mean? And she's just gone in there and... and mm, would he discipline her, I guess, if, if that's what it would be called? Or well, he, she she is in, in a in a minor way, she's in contempt of the house, isn't she? And if she goes back tomorrow and carries on or, or refuses to apologise, she'll be in contempt of the house, in which case she puts a cloud over his party, right? Right. But you even know though what? She's, even I though think... she's doing something he, everyone wishes he would do. Yeah. So it's a real, it's a double problem for him. It's but a problem then... that... In, but then that puts him in a problem because realistically he should be the one to be doing that, not and, her. And the fact that he isn't no. is, is he first. If he allows her to do that, he's throwing her under a bus. If he allows her to do it, yeah. yeah. No, if he throw, if he allows her to, he's throwing himself under a bus, not her. Because he's he, her under a bus because she will be she will be disciplined. She, I don't know right. what like comes but, of but, it, but but you can't allow. Yeah, but Boris will then say to him... No, but Boris will say to him, how can you allow one of your MPs to just to bring shame on the House? That's what Starmer's going to be afraid of, that, that statement by Boris. Starmer how can you allow... Starmer, Starmer's very like intelligent and he'll be able to turn that around into something. I don't think he would, that's, you that's see. Nothing. I think I that Boris no, will look at his own house. And, and have his own affairs in order before he starts accusing. Uh, well, I don't know. I think he's accused. I think up till now their relationship has been such that Boris gets away with the stuff that uh, that Starmer can't. I'm not. I'm not convinced that that's how it would roll at all. I think. Well, I think for two. About it already. Not yet, and that's why I'm asking you the question tonight. Because I'm oh, sure yeah, tomorrow. No, I'm sure tomorrow he'll come out with stuff. But I'm, I, I just wanted to have the question with you before he came out with it. Because for me, I think there's two valid reasons why he's going to say to her, apologise or, or resign. Mm. Or withdraw the whip, or whatever you call it. You know, And I think the two reasons are... Can you he, make, he makes... She makes him look like an, an ineffective leader, which he is. And she brings contempt on the house. And for both those reasons, I think he has to show that he's the leader of the party. By, by, by this, is, this is clearing out all of the older Labour people. Right, well, I was just about to say that because he has actually spent this week getting rid of far-left members of the Labour Party. He has been doing a witch hunt of his own in the party. Um, mm. So doing this, this would be the cherry on the cake, if you like, because it would be saying, like, I am literally the leader. There's no, there's no, you know, back to the Corbyn days things going on here at all. Mm. So there's three reasons you why. The comments and what have you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, look, people can say things, that's fine. But what I'm saying is, when it comes down to who is leading the party, he's showing it's absolutely him. Mm. Now, so if you were... got rid of Jeremy yet? Jeremy he got Corbyn. rid of him. He has got rid of him. Yeah, he's I still in the party, you know. I'm not sure if he withdrew the whip or not. Yeah, I think I think he's still in the I think he's still in the party. I'm not sure if he's still in the in in the in the parliamentary party. Mm. I don't think he wants him back in, to be honest, and I don't think he wants his supporters back in. But mm. well, I'm thinking. I want to ask you a question. If you were Miss Butler, would you apologise tomorrow? You know what? Here's the thing. <laughs> like when you start like that. For me, um, it's a. I don't. I, I, what ha what happens? What 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 actually happens if she doesn't do it? What happens if she does it again? Like, would she be dismissed? Would she be? Would she have her the whip removed or like what? Like what is? Does she have Keir Starmer's backing behind the scenes? I wouldn't. I would have thought not. I don't think she represents the wing of the party that he that he favours. I think she's too. Why she, not rid of her already then? Because you can't just get rid of people like that. You have to have a valid reason. You can't just well, oust he, he people. Do, he could do that now, right? 
Well, that's what that's exactly what my question is to you. <laughs> but he hasn't done it. He hasn't done it tonight. It's all a bit fresh tonight. I'm saying, will he do it tomorrow? Is the question. If he hasn't done it tonight, why is he waiting till tomorrow? It makes no sense. Because that's the way he operates. He, he, he saw it happen. You've had time to reflect. Oh, I don't. I don't think he was in the house. I don't think he was in the house. Oh no, because he's isolating too, isn't he? Exactly, exactly that. Uh, imagine when the cat's away, the mice come out to play. <laughs> Both sides, absolutely. <laughs> so I think tomorrow he's going to make a statement, but I don't know what the content of it will be. It would be very difficult to. I mean, I think Corbyn would have defended her. I think to, I think I've got a feeling Corinne has already defended her. Of course. Uh, I don't know if he will. That is probably quite a good chess move. I don't know what's this I'm hearing. Mm, is it? I don't know. I don't know. Corbyn coming out and defending her. That's Just... not great. It's not great for her. Yeah. It's. I mean. I'm sure they've got a great relationship. Oh, listen to this, Jermaine. This will make you interested. It's not. It's yeah. I don't know. I mean, this will make, make you interested because I've just read this, which makes throw something else into the pot and might explain her behaviour as well. Um, Dawn Butler denied on Saturday. So what day are we now? Thursday, Wednesday, yeah. Thursday, that she was preparing to challenge Keir Starmer as Labour leader amid allegations of a hard left plot to replace the Labour leader after the Batley and Spain by-election. Miss Butler, who was a leader under was a leader under Mr. Corbyn, was seen in the West Yorkshire constituency with a film crew last week. It's believed Miss Butler is believed to gain the support of the 34 MPs in the socialist campaign group, including Corbyn, McDonnell and Diane Abbott. I have never been or never will take part in a coup against Labour leadership. I have no interest in standing against Kia. So the plot thickens, really. I think she's allowed him some room to, to attack her if he wants to. But that might actually give her more support because if people who used to vote Labour see her being attacked for saying that Boris is a liar when we all know he is, that might play into her hand. Yeah. So I'm not sure what I'd do if I was the wrong case. You know, if, yeah, no, I guess for kids, it's like, don't you come out and... Yeah, exactly like, that. You know, show express contempt for her and yeah. pretty much go against public opinion based on that. <laughs> it's a good question, though. That's a good question. Yeah. He's basically... He would basically be turning everybody against him, even though he's trying to turn them Right, against exactly that, exactly that. So if you were him, what would you do? He's in a catch-22. He's in very much in a catch-22. What would you do if you were him? Brilliant play, Dawn. Brilliant play. I thought it was. I thought it was really excellent play. I wonder what you would do if you were him. If I was him, I wouldn't do anything. You I'd just have leave a it at... I'd have a chat with her, and it wouldn't be anything that would be reported back on. Just have a chat. Yeah. Yeah. I'd be like, listen, I support what you're doing. But please, don't get removed from the house. Um, well, she's already been removed. It's too late to have that conversation because she had three attempts. I mean, like, expelled, like, you know, from Hogwarts. Expelled. Yeah, well, the thing she's is, she's been like, expelled for the day. She's been expelled for the day. You know, like when that kid gets excluded from school for the day. You know, you get a phone call from the school saying your kid's been excluded for the day. At 2.30 in the afternoon. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right, yeah. Cool. yeah, exactly that. Exactly that. That's almost perfect as an example. And she's probably going to go back tomorrow. So, you know that thing in the morning where you go in with your parents and you meet the head teacher? Yeah. And they're like, are you prepared to apologise now? Because last night you were like, no way am I apologising, no way. So in the morning, like, are you prepared to apologise? And your parents are looking at you going... Jermaine, are you prepared to apologise? So there's three adults in the room staring at you going, are you prepared to apologise? That's what Miss Butler will face in the morning. Because what will happen if she doesn't apologise? 
see now it's not for her to make more statements if she doesn't withdraw the statement she will have to be leaving the house again tomorrow mm. and that will carry on every day until she because this is how it works it's like for example members of the Irish uh, Sinn Féin party who refuse to swear allegiance to the crown because of historically they they don't they see themselves as a separate country cannot attend parliament even though they're elected MPs so when they do the vote in parliament for things it's assumed that the let's say this eight members of Champagne they will never take their seat even if it was like a really tight vote 10 against 11 or well, you know 300 against 299 they would never take their seat to, to get involved with that because they will refuse to swear allegiance to the crown. So if she was going every morning and saying, I'm not going to apologise, they would simply won't let her in. She will never be allowed in again until she decides she's going to apologise and withdraw a statement. So what you've got a situation is a Prime Minister can lie to the country and nothing will happen. But if somebody calls him a liar in the house, a lot will happen. And there's this wonderful cartoon that Alicia from the uh, Let's Talk About Racism group has put up, which says there's a judge talking to uh, someone in the courtroom saying, you do realise that exposing the illegal things your government doing has... You do realise that exposing the illegal things your government has been doing is illegal. <laughs> right. <laughs> and that kind of sums it up perfectly of what, we, what we're talking about today. Um, it's amazing that... Um, you can't call out his lies and you get more trouble for actually calling him a liar. Yeah. And that's quite amazing. If you and think and it's, it's not just him, it's anyone in there. I mean, long-term Curious Anarchy listeners will know we've had discussions about democracy. But it is pretty fascinating that in a democracy you cannot say, I believe this gentleman is lying. <laughs> but yet they can do that in court. Yeah, you can do it. You can do it anywhere except in the house. And and isn't Keir Starmer supposed to be like a specialist in that? Yeah, he is, but not in the house. In mm. outside of the house, fine. Anything yeah. outside of the house is fine. See, the thing is, this goes back to the English Civil War. The rules that were established in the English Civil War are still maintained today for members of the house. How archaic! Exactly. Right. That's exactly it. God, you on point today. Everything you say at the moment. You, you, be, you should be the leader of the lane point. Everything you say is absolutely on point. Um, and it's interesting because uh, we could contrast it with... Um, I don't know if you followed this or not. Did you follow it or not? I can't even remember his name now. Do you know who Stephen Loxley is? Stephen Loxley? I can't remember if that's his full name. Oh, um... Tommy, what's his name? Yeah, yes, yes. Yeah. So he lost his court case today. Okay. What's his surname? We should know his surname. Tommy, not Hillfinger. Um. <laughs> He's nowhere near the designer. He's nowhere near. Um. Uh, oh, God, what's his surname? Come on, Jermaine, we should know That's Terrible it, podcast. Even Yaxley Lennon, I think, is his. Really that's his, that's the one I was going for. Yeah, yeah. that's the one I was going for. Tommy Robinson. Tommy Robinson. That's what it is. Yeah. So he lost his court case today. Did you follow this? Because it's such a bizarre case. No, go on. He he, the whole thing centres around um, him trying to get damages from a Syrian schoolboy. So. What happened was somehow Tommy Robinson has got involved in a school in, where is it? Huddersfield. Tommy's, Tommy's from Luton. So what he's doing in Huddersfield, God only knows. But he's seen fit to get involved with a schoolyard thing, situation, yeah? Which I'm not certain that's legal anyway, like for an adult to start getting involved with that sort of thing with children in the playground. Um, so, Mr. Hijazi, who's the, the schoolboy, was filmed being attacked in the playground in 2018. Shortly after the video of the assault went viral, Mr. Tommy Robinson claimed that in two Facebook videos that the teenager was not innocent 
and he violently attacks young English girls in his school. In clips viewed by one million people, the 38-year-old also claimed that Mr. Hajiji beat a girl black and blue and threatened to stab another one. As was entirely predictable, the claimant then became the target of abuse, which ultimately led to him and his family having to leave their home and the claimant to have to abandon his education. The defendant is responsible for the harm, some of the scars of which, particularly in the impact on the claimant's education, are likely to be there for years afterwards. That's what the judge said. The judge said Mr. Yaxley Lennon's defence that the very serious allegations were substantially true had not been proven, and he had used language calculated to inflame the situation. The defendant's contribution to the media frenzy was a deliberate effort to portray the claimant as being far from an incident victim, but in fact a violent aggressor. As of, after, at a further hearing, the judge granted an injunction against Yaxley Lennon, preventing him from repeating the allegations. The final damages and cost figures will be agreed and submitted to the courts for forthcoming hearings to establish the, how much money uh, Tommy Robertson's got. Um, so, okay. well, basically, the court will work out how much money he's got before they charge him. Because you can't charge him £2 million, he hasn't got £2 million. So the court have to weigh up how much money he's got so they can give him a... So say, for example, they wanted to, I don't know, make it uh, a million pound fine and he's only got £100,000. They can't make it £100,000. They've got to make it something substantial, but not all of everything he's got. If that makes sense. That's crazy because they're quite what? happy to take certain people away from pretty much all of their life. Yeah, this is slightly, it's slightly different because it's a liable, this is a liable case. It's slightly different. Libels... Well, it's it's it works slightly differently. He's been ordered to pay a hundred thousand pounds in libel damages to the Syrian schoolboy. A hundred thousand pounds. I mean, listen. In my experience, that doesn't always it doesn't always get paid, or not all of it anyway. But I'm just saying that that because you you brought up the thing about Miss Butler and if it had happened outside of the House of Commons. So what I'm saying is, in a case like this. It, it goes to the courtroom and it's up to, the, to a judge to decide. Whereas in the House of Commons, it's literally, there are codes of practice dating back 400 years. Yeah, for the individual, yeah. Yeah. So it's quite interesting though, Jermaine. It's quite interesting because what's happening now, right, I don't know if you saw the other article today where the police, the leader of the police federation said they have no, no trust or faith in Richard Patel anymore. You what? Oh, you didn't catch this one either. Okay. You, you've not been having a news day, really, have you? No, not at all. Okay. Now we've got to find this one. The, but that's funny. The police don't trust Pretty Patel. She's like the home secretary, isn't she? So she would be in charge she's of their... She's their boss. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Effectively, yes. Yeah. She's their boss and they don't trust her. But they still have to listen to her. And follow her orders. Right, but what I'm saying... Okay, so what I'm saying is, today, in Parliament, Boris has been called a liar, and the mm -hmm. police have said and police have said they don't trust Priti Patel. I'd say this government's teetering at the moment. Right, here we go, here we go. We have no confidence in Priti Patel, said the Police Federation leader. Rank of... Why, rank of, rank why? Of, why Priti Patel? I'll no. tell you... If, I'll tell you if you listen. Rank and file police officers have overwhelmingly supported a vote of no confidence in the Home Secretary, the first such move in more than a decade. In a scathing announcement, the Police Federation of England and Wales, which represents 130,000 officers, said that the government could not be trusted and warned, warm words are no longer enough. The move comes after Wednesday's confirmation that officers paid 24,000 or more would be hit by a pay freeze in 2021. Ooh, so the NHS is getting three percent, and the police. Well, no, it's not getting three percent yet, but that was the that's the suggestion that it's three percent. Oh, oh, right. So that's still up in the air. So they're not actually great. Okay, well, they, so this is all just wishy-washy talk. Then there's pointless talking about it until it's actually confirmed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But the police are definitely the police and teachers. Money is going to be frozen. Wow. Well, to be fair, I think they're used to that by now. The last yeah, time. they are, but that's part of the reason why they're so angry because we've had austerity for over twelve years now. And I'm not suggesting that that's okay. I'm saying that because no, I know you're not. I know you're not. 
Do you know what I mean? No, I know you're not. But but you've got to look at it from the point of view. If you were in those professions and you've had 12 years of being told, hang on, hang on, hang on, next year, next year, and all this stuff. When you're watching MPs and people getting paid lots of money and you're getting held on for 12 years, 15 years, exactly. And you watch you watch the DUP getting a billion to support the government, and you and you get. Seeing... I think there's going to be an exodus in the police. I Same this... way like is in the the NHS. I think it's going to be like that in the police. I wonder if this government can hang on. I'm beginning to wonder whether they can hang on. I think the key characters in the government, people like Hancock, Johnson and Patel are being made to look foolish by the day. And I think they will struggle to stay in uh, office. Uh, I mean, they'll try and deviate and, and um, you know, find the Olympics or something to grab hold of to take their people's yeah. mind off this. Look at all this. It's perfect timing. What, a couple of weeks? Wait, Olympics is this weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, boom, instant destruction. It's Friday, sun's out. No, I know. Watching even, the Olympics. Great. But even if it wasn't, they'd find another one. They'd give everyone free beer. Oh, yeah, of course. They'll do something to take, take people's minds off it. But uh, what I'm it's saying is... Euros. Yeah, but I think compared to a year ago, their their standing, their status has gone down, has plummeted. Even though people still support them because there isn't anything else to really support. Their status went down from when they first came in. No, but when they first came mm-hmm. in, there were there were people that supported them. The people yeah. that had t- like he stood status has consistently and and repetitively gone down in my eyes. If you remember, I don't know how they're scoring so highly. I don't know because I don't think there's an opposition. I think you've got to have leadership. And if I'm the opposition- sorry, but even if like, all right, great, Kia, Kia might not be the most. Uh, ent- I think he's more entertaining. If anything, I think he's really. He's not really um, very hands-on and actually, you know, getting the job actually done. He's which, not is really what, which is what people are looking for. You know, and now it's caused Dawn Butler to go and put her neck out. It's um, what people are looking for is someone who can do that. And he's he's not that person. And so at the moment, person. at the moment, the voting is more in favour of Boris because at least they, at least you know what, the devil you know rather than the and devil you don't know and still we have another what four years to go three years but what, but what i'm saying to you is at the moment lots of people who voted for them and for brexit are beginning to change their different minds because they've been let down consistently Love, just take an issue like um stopping immigration that clearly hasn't been the case so if Did someone voted feel like he stopped immigration no not at all. And that's what I'm saying to you. They voted for him because they thought he would. Don't forget, this is a guy that loves to lie. And and he will say things and people will believe him. That's yeah, how he got in. Pretty has been out in the news talking about how, um, well, kind of defending, I guess, um, these, these, I don't know. What? These, these, these locations. You're missing the point. And the island, right? So people are cheering about that. Like, no, no, yeah, no, no, they're, but they're not. not because, they're Good. not because, they're, because they're not welcome. No, but that's so that's that that's that's not true. The people don't believe that. It's load of rubbish. There's no island's been found to do that yet. And at the moment, every day, lots of people are coming into the country. So that doesn't stand up. That's another of their lies. Do people know? Do people actually see this happening? Do people actually see this taking place? Because I don't know how many people are like coming into the UK on a daily basis, but it doesn't feel like my local area doesn't feel like it's becoming more and more packed. No, no, but it's ever encroaching immigrant coming from abroad, taking our jobs. Yeah, but you're missing. I think, in a way, Jermaine, I think you're. I think you're missing the point because. Uh, uh, the focus is on the channel, not on London. So what you've got is a situation oh, where... Oh, very much on London. No, it's very much on the channel. If they come to the channel, they're coming to London. No, but I mean, the point is the, the, the media eyes is looking at the channel because I think they passed a law that if you try and help people who are coming across, you could go to prison. Yeah, this that's, that's, that's an idiotic thing. Really. Yeah, but that's why, why the focus is on what's happening on the channel because you've got let's say you've got a boat coming across and they fall into the water and the royal life, life, royal life 
<coughs> the royal, the lifeguard, uh, are called out. Now they can't, by the nature of their job, it's a bit like a doctor and, they, and the oath of trying to save anyone. They can't let people just lie in the water. They have to rescue them. They've got a choice. Oh, that's their job. So they Why potentially are they facing... They're because facing, they're not from here. Right, but they're facing... No, but they're still facing prison sentences because they can't not do their job. Yeah, but they've been called to do their job by royal assent. So take that up with the Queen, right? No, you don't understand. The people in those boats want to rescue people that fall in the sea. That's that's what they signed up for. So if mm -hmm. someone's in the sea, they will rescue them. It doesn't matter who they are. Okay, so the Queen needs that's to step in and take her fucking power off this guy and put someone else in. Something needs to be. Okay, that's not how it I don't works. Know. That's is, fine. Is, is Boris going to leave? I don't know. I think he could leave because I think I think his his credibility is being undermined by by um, well first of all by Miss Butler today, then by from the very start it was undermined. Right, but it's but no, but it's never been so sustained an attack as it is right now. Wow, it's, it's he, you've got... If it was down to me, he would never have been in power. <laughs> I know, Jermaine, I know. Right. Not and I'm, sure, I'm, sure, I'm sure it's you. not just me. I'm sure it's not just me. I'm sure it's many other people. He would never have made right. it He's got... Okay, listen. You have to understand something. In fact, he never would have been London Mayor. You think okay. I would want him as London Mayor in my I don't would. I don't think you would, though. But what you have to understand is he has the biggest serving majority in the House that any party's ever had. Any of the other ones would have been a better bet. You're not listening. I'm talking about historically, no one's ever had the kind of majority he's got now. So yeah, stuff, why stuff would have to go badly he wrong. He hasn't done anything significant to warrant that. No, I'm not saying he is. He hasn't, he hasn't made people happy. Who has he made happy? No one, that's not the point. It was the illusion that, that he would... the point, actually, because who's actually happy about what Boris has done? That, that's a really good question. What has he done for you? What has Boris done? I'm talking about what he promised when he was standing to be the Prime Minister. So he's broken all his promises. Okay, so that so doesn't now make happy, So now right? people are unhappy. No, no now sad. people Now people are unhappy. <laughs> then they were, now they are. And you think it took them this long? Right, here we go. Listen to this. The Home Secretary will outline an overhaul of the refugee system, which includes proposed laws to make it illegal for refugees to travel to the UK through unofficial means, such as crossing the Channel. A new law which could leave asylum seekers who travel through unofficial means facing up to four years in prison has been labelled a nasty anti-refugee bill, which criminalises vulnerable people. Yeah. The legislation was accused that it was accused of criminalising refugees by charities who said it would leave thousands fleeing prosecution and war, no longer able to seek safety in the UK. Fleeing wars that who created? Oh, well, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Okay. Now we're just not going to take responsibility for it. Great. There you go. But. You do have to take responsibility if you call the Prime Minister a liar in court, in the House of Commons. Because <laughs> I think in the morning, Dawn will go down there and she'll have to, and she'll be asked, are you prepared to retract what you said? Mm -hmm. And my my feeling would be, she'll probably say, I'm not prepared to. Although she's a new Labour, so I don't know, she might be prepared to. <laughs> and, I, and I seriously wonder what Keir Starmer will make of all that. I seriously do. You could see a situation, oh, this is interesting to me, because you could see a situation by September where both parties have a challenge to the leadership of the parties. Right. So we could end up by September with two new leaders of both parties. Can you imagine that? So basically, the Tories will have had, what, something like five or six leaders in the last two terms? And Labour too, or will have will have had three if Keir. Yeah. Keir would, yeah. would Keir actually compete, or would he just step down? I think he'd compete. Uh, I don't know. He's uh, mm, interesting. I think he would. I do. I do think he but would he compete. He thinks so highly of himself. I just think he thinks he's the leader. He's worked hard to isolate so many fractions so that he can stay in charge. 
he wouldn't want to lose that now having done you know what you know what's interesting actually Kia has slightly done the same thing that Boris has done yes and we haven't really made much of a noise about it or at least as much of noise that we've made about Boris doing it but he's done exactly the same thing but he can get away with it because no one's looking at him everyone's looking at yeah uh, Boris of course yeah absolutely but what I'm saying to you is you and I could wake up in September or whatever and face, or in December, and face both parties with new leaders if if challenges were made and sustained. That wouldn't be inconceivable because both are, are rocking. I would say they're both rocking at the moment. And I think Boris is losing by the day appetite to carry on trying <laughs> to find solutions. We're trying to find solutions that he can't, like, how many times? How many lies can you tell before people just go like we've had enough? It's ridiculous. Yeah. You know how many t- how yeah. many more lies can he get away with? And he knows that he's not stupid. Mm. Like he used to be an editor of a newspaper. He's not stupid. He knows how people view this. And he's one thing he's tried to do all through his career is not face unpopularity. Yeah. He he's, wants he's to be that. But also, he's one of those people that he just needs to be loved. He's had six wives, whatever, and God knows how many children, and he needs to be loved. And I don't think he could take the nation turning on him. I think he'd rather resign than that happen. Good for him. And well, not yet, because we're not in that position yet. Let's get into that position first. We can <laughs> form an insurrection and get back into the EU and just sort this mess out. Because well, yeah, That would be the, the best case scenario. The worst case scenario is... He resigns and Priti Patel becomes Prime Minister. Oh God, can you imagine that? Exactly. Oh. So be careful what you wish for, is all I'm saying. No, but this is, this is the thing. It, it doesn't even matter. Like, no, it doesn't. It's the thing. Boris Lee. What the hell was that? It's a motorbike. <laughs> is it in your front room? Who, who let them in? <laughs> it sounded like it. Um, <laughs> it doesn't matter who, if he leaves or not. It's, it's, it's like, okay, if he leaves, Who's going to come in? All right, Matt Hancock's gone, so he's not going to be available. We've got Priti Patel. We've got that Michael, whatever his name is. We've yeah. got who else? No, the, the one Maybe who two they... or three others. And then we've got Dominic Raab as well. Like, he just seems like a bit of a, I don't know. He just seems like he's just like the third, the third wheel. No, the one that they most think would be the challenge would be um, the Chancellor of the Exchequer. Rishi Sunak, yeah. I think from That's last the one. Year, so many people have spoken. Last year, he predicted um, yeah. that he'd go for the, uh, the, the the prime ministership. I but think he so was saying been... at the time, no, 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 I'm not interested. Yeah, of course you can't say it when someone else is the leader. Of course you can't say that. It's interesting how he's playing the game as opposed to how Dawn's playing the game. Yeah, well, no, true, but I think it's also he's he's seen as the common sense Tory, if you like. When all the mm. others are seen as these ludicrous things, so it yeah. could be, it could that could be conceivable. Uh, and with the, I wouldn't have thought Don Butler would be the obvious example of who you'd expect to be ousting Keir Starmer. She's not do the you, person. Do you think that Rishi could possibly become prime minister? Well, if if Boris stood down tomorrow, he would be, or like whoever's the deputy, who's the deputy of the, of the party now. I have no idea. You should do, because they stood up when Boris was sick last time. Oh, is it? Oh, no. No, this person is in your house. You need to get that person out of your house. I was thinking of Jess. Jess, what's her name, from Birmingham, but she's she's not. I think she's on the the shadow cabinet. Yeah, um, so do I. It's a woman, isn't it? Uh, I thought it was a bloke. I'm sure it's a bloke. What? Okay. Interesting. Hmm. I'm um, sure it's so... a bloke. It's someone like Rob, isn't it? Is it? Oh no, we don't have one apparently at the moment. No, but there's like a. It might be Rob. Uh, if, I, if I'm thinking right, it might be the Foreign Office, which is seen as like the second in command to the Prime Minister for some reason. Um, but it doesn't necessarily mean that's why he stepped in 
as cover when Boris was off. However, Dan- Dominic Raab is the highest ranking cabinet minister. Yes. So, so he would stand. But if they had a, a leadership battle, I'm pretty certain Sunak would win. But I think if Raab's, if Raab just took over and said, we've got three more, two more years, I'm going to stay in power till that could happen as well. So that wouldn't be inconceivable. But do you think he'd want that? Yeah, I do. Absolutely. Of course he I do. Would be yeah. Good instant smoke from everyone on the back of Boris. <laughs> yeah, he would. Like, you, he, Boris has set the bar so high for just fuckwattery that, like, Rob would have to be incredible. Uh, I, I think just the fact that he wouldn't be telling lies would be a start, wouldn't it? He would have to be incredible. He'd have to, he's got a lot to undo. Whoever comes in, if, if yeah. there's a case where, you know, they, they have they do have a leadership battle challenge, um, whoever comes in has a mammoth case. They've got to deal with all of this. Bre- it's going to be someone that knows about Brexit. So more than likely Dominic Raab, I think. Raab or, or Rishi. It's got to be one of those two. I can't imagine anybody else having one, did it? A real I, I think it'll be Raab versus Sunak. But I, that's only if there's a battle. If it's a, a simple case of taking over... Uh, I think it would be um, Rob just staying in power for a couple of um, couple of years until um, up until well, there's a, a challenge, proper challenge, uh, you know, through pro- yeah, through or through party lines. And I think the person I was always told the person who's most likely to challenge Keir Starmer would be Jess Phillips. That's the one, Jess Phillips. Yeah, yeah. And she'd be great because she's much more the voice of the people, and she's she's been she's very. She comes across as just very much like a regular person, yeah, very much yeah. in touch with the people. I mean, she's and not what what Labour is about, right? She's not on the cab, the front line of the cabinet at the moment. Yeah, that's that's the only thing. Though. So then I don't think you have to. What did she take him off? She, uh, she, she, she has been the shadow minister for domestic violence and safeguarding in the opposition bench since 2020. So she's on the bench, but she's not, you know, she's not one in, she's not in one of the top 10 posts, if you know what I'm saying. She would be in Kemi's department, the equivalent of Kemi's department. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's quite interesting. It's quite interesting because a lot of people think she would be the change to a star one. But, you know, again, she would work like the Tories, which would be the, the next ranking person would take over. Yeah. That might be Angela Rayner. Um, okay. Well, I'm just saying, I don't know if thinking as it's, as we, if we looked at it from today, that's probably what would happen. It might be changed by the time it ever emerged, however, these things. Uh, I just think I've never known uh, a time the leader of the elected party in parliament and the opposition are both so vulnerable as they both are right now. Mm. Usually it's one or the other. It's not usually both are sitting there. Like literally on a knife, you know, they're not very far from either being very successful or being very pale. So they're literally on a knife edge. And you can see them both being voted out by the end of the year. By their own... I mean... Mainstream conservatives don't really trust Boris Johnson, and the bulk of the people that vote, that were in the Labour Party, you know, the people, the members of the party, don't really trust mm-hmm. Keir Starmer. So I'm, I can't remember seeing that for a long, long time. And it's, it's it's something I was just thinking of is that it's actually incredible because I think it was about was it a year of of like haggling and and yeah, yeah. and, yeah, and yeah. Uh, all of that that Theresa received. Like in before she left, um, and now Boris has basically fucked up the country. Not the problem, well, the problem was like logical way at all, and he's still in power a over a year later. The, the problem was Jermaine that Theresa May. He should be should have been gone from time. You're right. I'm not oh, listen. I've been saying that as well, but I'm saying you're right in as much as Theresa May tried to do the correct thing. Boris Johnson doesn't worry about doing the correct thing. He does what he thinks he can get away with. There's lots of things he did when he became uh, Prime Minister 
that I mean, with acting this or whatever he was, you know, lots of things he did, like you know, refusing to see the Queen and things like this, to write letters. I mean, you know, it was just like lots of stuff he did. Like, that's you going into work. Your boss calling you for a meeting, and you say, "No, I'm not going." Exactly. I'm not fucking going. I'm not fucking going. <laughs> well, no, but that you joke. But that's what he did. <laughs> it's all very well joking, but that's literally what he did. Uh, he did a uh, he did a Jordan Belfort. <laughs> I'm sorry to say, Jermaine, but that's exactly what he did. Um, so I don't know. To be honest with you, mm. I don't know how you get past that because she was trying to do the correct thing. And she got brought down by Ireland because they couldn't find a solution to Ireland. He still lied about Ireland. He now wants yeah, to challenge he, the deal that was made, which is the deal he made. He's found a solution to it by not bothering with Ireland anymore. No, you can see what that, that, that's not going to work. <laughs> well, no, it's not. But, but it's this not going to work, Jermaine. It's not going to work. I'm telling you now, I mean, it won't work. I'm not saying that's going to work. I'm saying that's what he's done. Oh yeah, doing. I know that's what he's doing, but but <laughs> it doesn't end because he says we I don't want to. It's not work. We know it, exactly it doesn't end because it's still there. The fucking right, exactly. Whatever way you look at it, it's still there. That's the problem for him. It's not going to go away, and it's still there. That's his biggest problem. As as the leader of the country, the biggest problem he's got is that if that's not going to go away. So, at some point, yes. Get Boris out. Is 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 that? How many signatures do we need? Was it a million? <laughs> you need for the his party or the house to lose confidence in him. That isn't going to happen. He's you got eight, He's got eighty sleep majority. We need to come up with something, right? As like a little PR stunt to like gain attraction, gain gain some attention. Um, well, the the weirdest thing was the thing that brought Margaret Thatcher down was actually the, the poll tax. She'd done so many horrible things and had been so bad a leader, but the very thing that brought her down was the she could thought she could reinstate a tax from like 300 years before that had failed then. And she was trying to reintegrate it, or re rehab it this time. And she was absolutely shocked that people stood up and said, no, we're not having this. Because she, up till then, they, no one, she thought she'd broken the back of the working class movement. She destroyed the miners. She thought that was enough. The trade mm -hmm. union movement didn't support the miners. It watched them fail. And she thought she'd done enough. Well, she hadn't. And the poll tax was the, the straw that broke the camel's back. Mm -hmm. I wonder what Boris's straw that breaks his back will be. I wonder. <laughs> you you got to wonder, Jermaine. There will be something. There'll be, a, there'll be something happen where it'll be too much. And people won't stand for it anymore. Because see, within... A year and a half, he's already managed to isolate a lot of the people that voted for him, who for the first time ever had decided to vote for him because they believed what he was saying. Mm -hmm. And that's evaporating as we talk. I mean, there are shortages in shops at the moment because they can't get enough truck drivers because a lot of the truck drivers were from Europe. You know, so Witherspoons, who was one of the most ardent Brexiteers, is now asking permission from the government to try and recruit people from Europe to come and work in its pubs. These were staunch supporters of the government. Watch this space. I think anyone listening in, watch this space. It's interesting. Very interesting. And it all began because somebody said, our leader is a liar and was challenged to not repeat it. And they carried on repeating it. So... They had to go home early from school and now we see what happens tomorrow. Watch this space. Watch this space indeed. And this has been Curious Anarchy. Jermaine and Mock once again teaming up to uh, tackle the, today's issues, issues that matter to us. <laughs> to be or not to be, that is the question. <laughs> hilarious, hilarious. Right. That is all we've got time for today. For we'll sign off from a very warm London. <laughs> I think this has turned into a uh, the long walk to awakening. Um, Probably. We'll call it that. Uh, thank you all so much. 
so so very much for tuning in um if you can please give us a follow on the social media at underscore curious anarchy on twitter and also on instagram and uh give us a like share follow uh you know come and say hi um other than that please check out our uh well-being series that's currently on the roll Um, Also, I would love for you to reach back in time and to check out the Curious Muse Real Education, where you can hear Shiloh deliver his first debuting open of the show. It is an absolute corker. It's a must listen, must listen. And it's a short listen. I think it's only about 10 minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, But yeah, thank you all so much. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. And good night.